Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant uh, equipment auction for Baker's Ovens, Range Ovens, Countertop and Floor Mixers, Ice Machines, Dining Room Furnishings, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. What's up, Do man? you have to have a baker's oven to bake? To bake a baker's dozen? Just wondering. Because a baker's dozen is 13, right? Just wondering. I got to say something about the, the auction. I like it. I'm sticking with it. How are you? Good. Good. How are you, man? Hmm. I mean, we've been. What ta- day is it? I got a question for you. We have been talking about this auction for like the last, I don't know, four shows easily. Yeah. This just occurred to you. Oh, I don't listen to you a lot of the time. That's so funny. Yeah. Because most of my best points on the show are usually procured when I'm thinking about what I'm going to say instead of listening to what you are <laughs> which saying. Is, which is. Which, believe me, there is plenty of truth in, and that's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. We accept those parameters. Right. It's all good. You ready for combine week? You know. Three cone drill, wide receivers. Yeah, because. Running freely with no cornerbacks on them. Yeah. Scantily clad football players. Yes. You know, yeah, because it's grist for the mill, and I enjoy the NFL mill. I, I do. I, I I just. Have you ever been to the combine? No, I have not been to the combine. Would you like to go? I, or would I, you rather I, go to St. Elmo's and get a big plate of shrimp? Oh, okay. Maybe okay. Peyton Manning will pick up the tab. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, yeah, I suppose that I, whatever. I mean, it'd be fine. I don't, it's not a bucket list thing. Yeah. Like going to the Masters is, for instance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit, a little bit of I mean, difference. yeah, it is a little bit of a difference. No. I mean, I don't feel like I need to do... I've been to pro days. I've seen pro days. Yeah. I've, you know, I've done done that. Well, that's exciting. A lot. You know... I say that's I, very sarcastic. Yeah. I like... There's a, there's a few... It's fun to watch pros work in, in a way, but... I, I don't know how much you take from it, and I'm just going to be honest. Ooh, that's about a it. that's a good foreshadowing for how the segment's going to unfold. Huh. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so at nine o'clock, conveniently right when our show ends, Sean and George are going to be talking to the media at nine a.m. Well, you know they did that on purpose, right? Of course. When, when is uh, the show that Hurdle and Goodman do? <laughs> So they can't get anything. Goodman and that other guy. No, it's pretty much the other way around. Yeah. Do, do you think they're going to address what uh, Russ said on Sunday? I don't think it'll be a full-fledged frontal attack on it, no. I think there might be some acknowledgement of it. I don't think that they'll tip their hand, but I think the inevitable is already out there. Well, tip their hand on what? Tip what their are they hand tipping on, their hand uh, on tip, what? I don't think that they'll directly tip their hand on a time frame for making the cut. No, that's not, no, no. I'm I'm talking about the whole conversation. Yeah, I know about what happened on Halloween. Well, 
no, I think that we'll get the, I think we've addressed that. I, I think that we'll get a lot of that. Don't you? So I think we'll, 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 we'll let Russ fill the vacuum. Yeah, I think there will be, I think there will be a fair amount of, you know, I, we talked about that at the end of the season. Yeah. Nothing really new here. Right. And may, maybe, I can't imagine that they, when I'm saying tip their hand, that they will, that they will indicate what they're going to do, even though we know what they're going to do. I don't think that they will. You know what the follow-up to that is? Well, we've already addressed it. Guy on your own roster just took a shot at you. Right. Again. And frankly, you really didn't really, you now, didn't really address it. Now. But they think they did. Right. Now. If you want to let a guy on your roster take a shot on you, and yeah. you, just want, and you just want to stand there and take the bullets, that's fine. Now, if Russ is no longer on the roster, that's your answer. He's no longer on the roster. That's in the past. You have a guy currently on your roster who just accused you of a bunch of different things. Yeah. So, you're, so you're good with taking that? Yeah, that, that, really? is a, that is a good comeback. It really is. So maybe there'll be a little morsel, but I don't, I don't think there's going to be much. Notable coaches, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, not going to be attending the Combine. What do those three guys have in common? They're all part of the Mike Shanahan tree, which is ironic considering Mike, I don't know if he spent much, if any time, at the Combine when he was with the Broncos. Okay, There is a similarity there. So considering the success, now think about this for a second. The success of the 49ers in the draft, the Rams, Let's look at what Les Snead did last year, mm-hmm. right? And the Packers, who have a really good young team filled with draft picks. With all their success, is the combine proving to be not all what it seems to be? I don't know. Do the Chiefs go to the combine? Because that's what I'd want to know. Okay. I mean, I think I, I think it can work. It it it. it I mean, can... that, I, I think that, honestly, is an unfair shot. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you are picking the top of the litter, mm-hmm. but but, you, but well, you're hold, hold okay, on. But, but you're picking, but you're but you're cherry picking three teams. I'm I'm cherry picking three guys who are literally not going. Right. These guys are not going. Right. Period. So I'm not cherry picking those three guys, mm-hmm. and then there are like a whole bunch of others right. that have not been reported not to go. I'm pointing out these three guys who've said they're not going. Right. They are all under the Mike Shanahan tree. They all draft very well. And they're all very successful. 49ers were just in the Super Bowl. Rams just recently won the Super Bowl. Yep. The Packers look like an up and comer to get to a Super Bowl. Right. So I playoff all, teams. All disres- all all due respect, that is not cherry picking. Cherry picking is one guy. Right. That's three guys. And yes, the Chiefs are the champs. But if you want to talk about drafting, fine. You have the Chiefs. After that, you can go to the 49ers, the Packers, and the Rams. If you want to, so I, okay. I I disagree. It's cherry picky, but go ahead. Well, I I think that I think that the things like the combine are what they are. You you, and it just depends on what you're looking at or, or what you need. Or my my guess is maybe those guys aren't going this year, but I bet you they've been there before. And actually. Uh, Maybe, but they they have now have a history of not going. Right, and so so the 
Packers don't show up in any shape or form, or the 49ers. No, the, just the, head, the right. floor. Right, just the just The, the, just, the coaches, right. yes. Listen, John Lynch will be there of course. with his scouting staff. And their staff. scouting staff will right. be there. I'm just saying for the coaches, they're not going, they're staying back. What they feel is this, that we can watch all of this stuff mm-hmm. on tape. Which I couldn't agree with more. Or we can watch it live on NFL Network, which is riveting television the only problem with watching tape in college is that when you get into skill positions wait tape in college or tape of the combine tape, no tape uh, when when you are it has to be a and i think it's an accumulation of things and and i do think that pro days are meaningful and useful for scouting people in particular but you watch college football today you're not seeing a lot of immediately relatable skills for the next level in the systems that they generally run that's why jj mccarthy is getting more run right now because he ran a system at michigan that is much more closely aligned to what they do in the nfl so a lot of these guys come into this league I mean, the the joke on Paxton Lynch was he had never taken a snap from center. They literally had to teach him to take a snap from center instead of back in the shotgun because that's all he did at Memphis, for instance. So I do think that there are bits and pieces of things that, like at the Combine and Pro Days, that you can gather some information and get some things on players, but in general... There's no one thing that, to me, is the magic elixir. It, it, you got to do your work. You've got to. You better have done a lot of work before you get to the combine. This is the one area where there are two areas where I think the <coughs> excuse me, the combine are important. Okay. Number one, medicals. Mm-hmm. Okay. No question you on that. But, but you don't need to be there for medicals. Yeah. No, you don't. You can just get no. the report. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the interviews. So they will have interviews, but Kyle and Sean and Matt LaFleur will all see them on tape. I remember during COVID when all these interviews were done on Zoom. To me, that is a tremendous disadvantage yes. for the team doing the interviewing because, sorry, there is a difference between doing a Zoom interview and sitting across the table from somebody where you can see, and here's the key word, their body language. When you're on Zoom, you see neck and head. That's uh, all you see. And 100%. That, you are right on target. That head and neck language. Body language <laughs> is important. I'm not so, good at neck language, so damn it. I would think that you would want your coach there yeah. just to sit and observe a guy, not only with what he says, just importantly, what he doesn't say and how he is handling himself in that situation while you are sitting across a table from him or whatever the setup is. No question. Because you can control you can control the narrative to see how he reacts to certain situations, questions, his knowledge. Um I mean, you can, you can drop just about anything in. And a lot of times, you are absolutely right. 
the manner in which someone reacts to a question or can't maybe see it as well on exactly. Zoom. I couldn't agree more. There, there is value to being there. I think probably there's value in conversations that you have with other teams and other people. There is networking, um, in a, in an odd kind of way for information, not necessarily for jobs, not in that sense, but, maybe you get a little sense or a little pulse check. There's a vibe. There's an energy. There's there's a lot of different things. I like seeing guys outside of familiar situations for them. Here's another way to put it. And listen, you're older and you've been through, and so am I, and you've been through plenty of interviews. But I'm saying go back to when you are 25 years old, mm. okay? There are three types of interviews, and I'm just going to, meaning... I'm just going to make up three types. So, one, you walk into somebody's office mm-hmm. and you sit down for an interview. Number two, you do it on Zoom. Number three, you meet at Starbucks <laughs> for coffee and the interview's there. Which one most likely gives you the greater sense of potential uneasiness and maybe a little bo- bit more nerves? Which then yet going into an office that's right without question that's right so when you allow somebody to do it on zoom it's different you're you're neutralizing the the playing field and that's my point exactly even though you are interviewing these players not on not in your team headquarters that combine area is the nfl that is your home field advantage absolutely you don't let somebody get away with a zoom interview not if you can afford uh, now, help now, it. Now, my point is, there will be people in the room. I'm not suggesting their Zoom interviews. What I'm saying is, I know your GM is in there, and you trust him. Yeah. Your scouting staff is in there. You trust him. But for me, I want my eyes on him personally. I, I don't, I, while I trust the people that I work with, I want to see it with my own eyes. I think. Anyone that has worked around Sean Payton for the time that we have now, in the short time, relatively, that we have worked around Sean Payton would be stunned if he didn't go to the combine. He's an old school guy. He's apt. He is. He wants his hands on it. He wants his eyes on it. He wants every, he wants to be present for it all. And I get it. And what's interesting is, again, with Mike Shanahan, I told you the story about Jacob. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk to him on purpose. Mike Shanahan did not go to the combine. Mike Shanahan wasn't known for going to a lot of combines. He's an old school guy, too. Yeah. He made the final decisions on the roster. Ted Sundquist did the work underneath. But with Sean Payton, he does make the final decisions. I think it is a good idea that he went out there. Coming up after the break, Michael Malone says, hey, listen, if we don't get the home court, no problem. I just want to be healthy. Do you think he would say something like that if the Nuggets weren't the defending champs? That's nice. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, there is a, a restaurant and uh, equipment auction. For baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furnishings, and more, auction is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, big promotion coming up. We've been talking about this for months. It's Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos. They're giving away Mustang RTR or nearly $28,000 in cash the weekend of Friday, March 8th. Get finals entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings, or you can redeem players' points. But here's the kicker. All daily cash drawings that don't get picked are going to go into a second container, a second chance every Wednesday, so that's tomorrow, and you can parlay that into $7,000. So wow. they've added on to it. Headed up to Sasquatch and Wildcard. Great promotions, food, sports book, really loose slots, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool sh** since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. Michael Malone said before uh, the uh, Washington game to start the final stretch after the All-Star break, and I'm quoting, I'm not as concerned with what seed we are, I'm much more concerned with getting all of our players healthy and get them to that finish line. If we're healthy in the playoffs, I have the utmost confidence this team can go into any building in the entire NBA and win a series. Do you think he would say the same thing had the Nuggets lost in, let's just say, the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? No, they were 16-4 and four last year in the playoffs. They were great on the road. Um, no, I... I I don't think so at all. If you you don't if you don't have that kind of uh of that kind of cachet, then what in the world would give you the confidence that they could go on the road and get it done? They've done it on the road. They are having a good season well, but hold now on. on the road. But hold on. No, and I agree with everything that right. you're saying. Yeah. They didn't prove they could win a championship without the home court advantage. No. They didn't prove that. No, but they were 16 and 4. They were still very good on the road. 
So you have the... But they, but they didn't win a series. They didn't win a series without having the home court. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. But you're asking me... The question on the table is, would he have said that if they hadn't won a championship? And I say no. And the reasons are myriad. The way they won a championship, they gained confidence as a road team. They won games on the road that they needed to, and they dominated. This is a team that has the type of recent experience that should translate. It's, I'm pretty sure it's the same starting five as it was a year ago. Pretty sure it's the same starting five. Their depth is, I'm not going to say rounding into form. It's getting better. They have more of it, you can argue. Different kind, yes. But they've got some guys that I think that he can trust now. Um, so I think that he, I think Michael Malone feels really good about what this team is as long as they stay healthy. And that's always the knock-on-wood statement because one injury ill-placed can do the whole Zenga thing. You know, you pull the block out and it all comes down. So I think he should feel confident. And I don't think that home court advantage is necessary. Now, would you rather have it? Yes. But the one thing that this team hasn't proven... They didn't have to win a game seven on the road. They right. weren't they weren't forced into that situation. Mm-hmm. The furthest any series went was six games, and that was against the Suns. Right. So do we know? Do we believe? Do they have proof, empirical proof, mm. that they can go on the road and win a series in a game seven? No. However, I agree with them. Because to win a championship, it is a long road with lots of potholes, mm-hmm. and they prove they can navigate and get through it. And when you win a championship, you have the confidence of a champion. Yes, absolutely. That we can do this. Sometimes that leads to overconfidence, right? But there is a familiar feeling of we've done this before and we can do it again. Correct. Again, and, look at the Chiefs. Yes. Everyone doubted, hey, can the Chiefs really go on the road and beat Buffalo? Can they really go on the road and beat Baltimore? No problem. Yeah. Check, check. Defending champ. Yep. They didn't have a problem doing it at all. No, I think that Michael Malone and and Calvin Booth have done a pretty fun. It helps when you've got the, the core that they have. And I was having this discussion in the office yesterday. You better stop and appreciate the moment that we're living in because it may never come away this way again. For, for any team, anywhere, we happen to have it in Denver. How often do you have the best player in the world on your team in his prime for four, five, six years, seven years, whatever the case end up may end up being, and the effect that he has had on others around him that have transformed the manner in which they play, and the expectations that it fosters, you're damn right I'd be confident because I've got, I've got that guy. 
And you and I could live another, well, you could live another 40 years and never see this confluence again. We never, we, we've never seen it before. Why in the world would we think that we could possibly see it again? We are living in a remarkable time for the Denver Nuggets. And yes, they need to win more championships for history and legacy and all of those things. I get it. But man, and we talked about it yesterday. Here, I, I was thinking about this as I was watching the Nuggets against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Warriors won their first championship in 2015. So that was what, nine years ago? Something like that? Yeah. I'll just count it. One, two, yeah. three. No, you're right. Nine years. Nine years ago. They won three championships in four years, went to the finals five years in a row. One, two, three, four, five mm-hmm. years in a row. Then a couple off years, then they won a championship again. Right. This was the team to beat. So when you say appreciate it now, look at Golden State now. They look small and old. And they're going to be fortunate to get into the playing round. Right. I mean, that's where that's where they're living right Steph now. Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, after his big first half, was out of gas completely. Invisible. Dray- Draymond Green is not the same player. Um I think you might want to call it a podcast. I don't know if you heard what he said, but he was heaping praise on Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he has been. I, I yes, I've heard and, that. And, and it was, but it was following the game, basically saying he's on. You know, Jokic is unbelievable. Yada yada yada. He goes, I basically just can't keep up with him. No, Draymond Green is an instant Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Fame. All of his shenanigans on the court. None withstanding. In spite of all that stuff, he's still a first. He was the glue. Yeah. He was the glue to those Golden sure. State Warriors teams, and he's a and he was a really, really, really good player. So for him to heap praise, kind of as the old sage, the gray-haired guy looking at the young guy who's twenty-eight, saying, "I know what I was, but I know I can't keep up with him anymore." Right. Well, I mean, he's what eleven and zero in his last 11 games against LeBron and Steph. Now, games against the Lakers and the Warriors. See, the thing is, you think, you feel that a dynasty is going to last forever. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're just due. And when I say dynasty, I, I don't mean to use that term too loosely. Golden State was a dynasty. Oh, yes. With, with, without, no argument. Without question. But it's over. Yes, it's over now. Yeah, that's done. And those nine years went in a snap, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. And then if you're going to have a dynasty again, you got to find another Jokic. For Golden State, they have to find another Curry. They have to. Golden State has to be in a position. And I remember comparing many, many years ago the Nuggets to Golden State in this sense. Just look at the NBA draft. Okay. Steph Curry was the seventh overall pick in his draft. Jamal Murray was the seventh overall pick in his draft. Mm. Clay Thompson was the 11th overall pick in his draft. Michael Porter Jr. was the 13th overall pick in his draft. Draymond Green, second round pick. Nikola Jokic, <laughs> second round pick. Interesting. They were built in a similar way. Then 
What piece did they add to get them over the top? At one point, for as much as he is despised around here as being a turncoat, and that is Andre Iguodala. Ah, okay. good player, he, by the way. Well, he was a great defensive player yeah, when like he him. was with Philadelphia, but he was accused of being in cahoots with Golden State, giving away the game plan when the two teams were playing each other when Andre was on the Nuggets. Yes. Andre Iguodala helped put them over the top. Aaron Gordon helped put the Nuggets over the top. Why? Because of defense and good enough offense in spurts. These teams were built in a very similar way. And now the Nuggets have their window, and now Golden State is going to have to pick up the pieces and try and rebuild with Kamingo or whatever else they have. Yeah, and it's a really good point, and I like the parallels. And the only difference is Nikola Jokic turned out to be the best player in the world. Correct. And that's the remarkable part of the equation but here's the funny for the thing. Nuggets. Here's the funny thing. In the age of LeBron, it's hard to be considered better than him. Mm-hmm. Just like in the age of Michael Jordan, sure. it's hard to be considered better than him. But honestly, would you really pick LeBron over Steph Curry? You would, but would you? Uh, Steph Curry led his team to the NBA Finals five years in a row. Yeah. Five years in a row, winning three of four. LeBron didn't do that. No. I probably would still take LeBron. No, I would too. But I, but I hear, but 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 your question is a good one. But I think I'd take Jokic over them all. I would too. I think I would. I, I mean, and I know that he doesn't have the currency that LeBron or Steph. He's twenty nine years old. No. Coming up after the break, Val Nichuchkin is back on the ice. Great news for the Avs. Yes. The question is, honestly, just how important is he to this team? We're going to take a deep dive into the numbers, and we'll make the case you'd rather have Nichuchkin, ready for this, than Rantanen. That's next. Ain't no way they can stop me now, because I'm on my way. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant equipment auction, baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver. Val Lachuchkin finally back on the ice as the Avs going through their worst stretch of the season, winless in seven of their last ten. How do you like these numbers? Avs are 65, 19, and 9 with Nichuchkin. Without him, 
21, 24, and 3. Excuse me. That's in the last two years. With him, 65 wins, 19 losses, 9 ties. Without him, 21 losses, 21 wins, 24 losses, 3 ties. Without him, another metric for you. Before Nachuchkin went out, Avs were 8th on the power play, 8th on penalty kill, ninth in 5-on-5. Since they have dropped to 19th on the power play, tied for 25th on the penalty kill, 20th, 5-on-5. The numbers speak for themselves. We talk about stats all the time. In this case, I think these stats accurately describe the loss of Nachushkin. With that, McKinnon and McCarr are the two best players on this roster. Who's more important after that? Is it Nachuchkin or is it Rantanen? Well, certainly, I think it's Val. And, the, I mean, I thought Jared Bednar kind of, I mean, I obviously he's not doing a compare and contrast with players. I mean, he wants all of those guys collectively to be there playing well together. But he made the statement yesterday right off the bat. All you got to do is look at the numbers and the numbers that you just did a good job um, uh, unveiling. They're very reflective of the difference that he makes for this team in the power play, in the penalty killing, the physicality that he brings to it. um, The fact that he is a piece on the first or the second line, wherever they're using him that allow the roster to reshuffle and make them better on the third line, for instance. The dude the dude has been a winner. I'll put it to you like this. And Alex, you and I were talking about it during the break. You said, I'd rather have a 50-goal scorer. Right? Right. I would, too. Five-time I, All-Star. I, yes. I, 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 it's hard I, to argue. I would, too. Rantanen's the better player. Nechuchkin is far more important for these reasons. Number one, he plays on the penalty kill. That's number one. Rantanen does not. Rantanen will park himself at times in front of the net, but what Nechuchkin does is what Landeskog does. He is the worker in front of that net. You can fire a puck on net and feel confident that, generally speaking, Nechuchkin will give you an opportunity to clean up in front of the net and get a goal. You do not get that from Rantanen. You just don't. Losing Landeskog is huge. Mm. Nachuchkin is the closest thing they have to Landeskog. Yes. And he, and he plays on both specialty units as well. Yeah. It's not so much that he is a glue guy, but he does everything, and he does everything at a pretty high level, and he was doing it before he wound up going into the for lack of a better phrase, the player assistant program, Yep. right? You need to have someone who is willing to do the dirty work. And with all due respect to Rantanen, it's not that he's not willing to do the dirty work. That's not his game. It just doesn't come by him naturally. That's not what he does. Here's another way to put it. Who's better? Rant, who's, who's a better player, period? McKinnon or McCarr? Who's better? McKinnon? McKinnon, yeah. McKinnon's McKinnon. better. Yeah. McKinnon is a better hockey player, in my opinion, than McCarr. 
Look what he does on the ice. And I understand what Makar does the ice. We're splitting hairs. But Makar is more important because of the position that he plays on the blue line. so well defensively, right. setting up the power play, and he's a great defenseman. Yeah, two-way player. And he scores a lot. McKinnon is outrageously good and exciting to watch. But Makar is more important to the, the avalanche, just like Nichuchkin is more important than Rantanen. It's not to take anything away at all from McKinnon and Rantanen. They are flat-out goal scorers. But you have to have guys who can do a lot of other things as well. I mean, Nathan McKinnon defers to McCarr anyway already. I mean, if, right. if he's recognizing it and and stating it with no humility, I, I he just I think it's it, to him it's a black and white thing. McCarr is a better all around player. He's maybe the best player in the world outside of outside of Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux and maybe even Connor McDavid. The fourth best player, most important player in hockey history in terms of the guy you want on your team is Bobby Orr. Yeah. Because of all the things that he could do specifically as a blue liner playing defense and then getting involved in the play offensively. Gretzky, Lemieux, and McDavid are anomalies. After that, you go with a Bobby Orr. You go with a Kale McCarr as a guy you want on your team. Yeah. I mean, I, here, I'll give you a good example. At least one guy's opinion. Who would I rather have? Austin Matthews or Kale McCarr? I'll take Kale McCarr. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, Kale McCarr? I'll take Kale McCarr. Huh. Connor, or, um, Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr? I'm taking Connor McDavid. Yeah. They are just in a different level. But when you have defensemen who can play like that, mm -hmm. you want them on your roster because you can find goal scorers. Yeah. You can't find guys like Makar. It's hard to find guys like Nichuchkin, at least now in his career, not when he was younger and he played with Washington. Now he is a guy that you need to have to win a championship. You need you need Rantanen too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, of course. But as far as importance goes, with Landis God completely out of the lineup, McKinnon, McCarr, Nachuchkin. You couldn't have added a better guy at a more opportune time. And in terms of thinking about the trade deadline, it's kind of like getting making a big trade at the deadline, getting him back. They have three lines now. You right. can make the case they have three lines as long as they stay healthy mm -hmm. because, again, the line that had Wood and Colton and O'Connor playing second line, no. They're but third. you like them as a third line. You like them a lot as a third yes, line. you sure do. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll discuss court storm in, in college basketball as Jay Billis had some thoughts on the matter, and the Colorado women's team dropped another close one, this time at UCLA. We'll get into it next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant and equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, ESPN's college basketball analyst Jay Billis had some thoughts on court storming, saying if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. You don't have to stop the court storming one time. All you have to do is once once they are on the court, don't let them off. Just say you are all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to, and then court stormings will stop the next day. Uh, After Duke's Kyle Flipowski was injured during the court storming at Wake Forest on Saturday, do you think there should be a ban on court storming? I think it's awfully hard to do without the proper amount of personnel to do it with. The best thing that I've seen done is the defense of the benches where they make it a safe haven on the benches. The problem is, Filipowski, for instance, couldn't get there fast enough. He was trying to get to the sideline and, and couldn't do it. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting issue, and, uh, and obviously it resulted in um, kind of a team-altering injury when you're, when you're talking about Duke. So something needs to be done. I'm not sure about citing people uh, and making them pay a fine or as I, what someone else suggested, I think it was Mark Adams uh, from ESPN suggested, uh, just make them forfeit the game. Well, okay, well, if 50 people storm a court as opposed to 5,000 people, I, I don't know how you define the, the uh, you know, the, the I don't know. I, I'm not sure how that would all work. I don't think it would work. So I don't have any solutions. At that age, when you're a student, you're willing to do the dumbest of dumb things. Do you think it's really going to scare a college kid that he's going to get cited for going on the court? Hell no. No. Especially if they've, you know. Then even consider that dumb. Even if they've done, and especially if they've done a little pregame, a little tailgating, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Explain that, please. Yeah. Well. Smoking weed? Or 
drinking or whatever the case may be. Well, me, you know, maybe, which college kids have a tendency to do. You know what? Maybe instead of drinking before the game, they should smoke pot because then they'd be too lazy to get out of their seats. You can eat that last chip. Let's hang out and talk about it as the as the clock hits zero. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, just in case you missed it, the Colorado women's basketball team lost last night at number eight UCLA. They are now on a four-game losing streak with two games left in the regular season. Losing all four games during uh, during the stretch against four top 25 teams is brutal uh, for the Buffs. They'll, they'll probably now play on day one of the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, what do you make of the Colorado women's four-game losing streak in the extremely competitive Pac-12? It is, but man, that game was crap last night. 45 points? I mean... I, I looked at the... It was awful. I looked at scoring by quarter oh. for the for the buffs, like 10 points, 17 points. I'm like, geez. Seven. Seven in the yeah. first quarter. I'm it like, was oh. like, yeah, it was like 17 to seven after the first quarter. I think they only had 19 at the half. Something like that. Yeah. But they turned it over 15 times, shot 29%. UCLA turned it over 24 times. Right. That was about as poorly played a game at a high level right. of women's basketball right. that I've seen this season. That w- that game was more of a finger painting than a Picasso. Yeah, that's for sure. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. If you're looking to redesign your entire kitchen, now that we're getting to spring and do some spring cleaning, might do a little updating, go to Mountain High Appliance, because not only do they have the best appliances, they have a staff. They can make your kitchen look like the best one on the block. They also have extra low prices in their showroom. You and I have shopped there in the past. So happy with what we got. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, well, it's the NFL Combine. And in about an hour, Sean Payton and George Payton are going to be addressing the media. Do we think they're going to address Russell Wilson's final shot across the bow (laughs) from Sunday this morning. That's next.